0: welcome to the rachel just therapy podcast i'm your host rachel professional helper advocate for self-love and fellow human being today i've invited my colleague yvonne roland to come in and help me really bring in mental health awareness month um, if you don't know the whole month of may we are since we're in the helping field the mental health field we try to promote more awareness about mental health and how it doesn't just look like the textbook definition that you may be familiar with or even what you see on TV. But before we do that, a quick disclaimer. The Rachel Does Therapy podcast is hosted by Rachel Alerte, an associate marriage and family therapist. While the topics discussed may be therapeutic in nature, the podcast is not a substitute for therapy. So, in order to get this check-in started, let me go ahead and introduce my guest for this episode. She is a licensed professional counselor at Kira Couples and Family Therapy Center, a fellow Taurus, a motivational seamstress in the making, and a sparkling beam of joy and light. Welcome, Yvonne, to the podcast. Thank you, Rachel. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So, you are my first uh, interview that I've done like in person. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I feel like I need to add, like, some clapping into the place. Yes. I'm glad to be here and be the
1: first to join your space. Um, Yeah. Very cool
0: thing to do here. I love it. Yeah. So usually for check-ins, I like to kind of see, well, I like to, I can't obviously see people, but I like to kind of say how I've been doing this past week, what I've been doing to take care of myself or things that I've kind of been struggling with. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start off and then you can kind of take some time to think about what you want to share. So I'm not like putting you quite on the spot yet. Sounds good. I say yet. Um, (laughs) But uh, this week has been a pretty good week, I'll say. So last week um, I celebrated my birthday and for some reason, I feel like this year is that year where everything that I was so worried about I still have those same worries but they're not at the same level like this like you know yeah like 27 feels different it does even though for some reason like I've kind of felt like I've been 27 for like the past three or four years <laughs> like maturity wise wow. but, but like now my maturity like matches my chronological age a little bit um but yeah And so I've been reflecting on things that I've just kind of learned this past year, even though this year, like we're into month five, but, you know, like over the past year um, and just things that I've learned. um, And it's kind of cool to see the progress that I've made and the experiences that I've had that kind of brought me to this point where I'm like, I have the same kind of worries, but they're not stressing me as much. But in terms of like taking care of myself, I definitely am trying to make um, it a priority to take at least one day off during the week. And then one day of my weekend where I'm not like talking to other people. I'm just recharging because I'm an introvert. Like sometimes, you know, I need to recharge. So what have you been doing to kind of take care of yourself this week? So, as far as taking care
1: of myself this week, just really being receptive and acknowledging what has been flowing through my mind, mentally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, just giving myself that opportunity to recognize that everything is not always going to be great, but there's a way to process through it that you find the spirit of joy in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, one of my biggest things is moments events and moments for happiness, Mm -hmm. but I want to live in a spirit of joy. And with that said, so that means I can go up and down, but I know my streamline, my baseline is that joy. So this week I've acknowledged that my eating habits are off. My workout habits are off. So been planning in the coming week to do a mental and physical detox, you know, getting myself back in check because I've been waking up with headaches that's not normal for me. So I know when I'm starting to wake up with headaches and things, I appreciate my body letting me know. We're off right now. <laughs> so that's what, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't like that feeling. It's like, But that's a way your body's giving you a notification just as well as you can pick up that phone for that notification. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body for those notifications because yeah. it's telling you. Yeah, that's So, true. yeah, so I'm big on that. You know, my gut, headaches everything you know that's and that sometimes it's just not a physical thing it is a mental thing are you taking that time like you said to disconnect so you can reconnect Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying sometimes we're going or feeling like we have to be socially connected to everything all day and so i i'm like you sometimes i take that pleasure in not answering the phone and just or even if it's me leaving the house and just going to the park and sitting Mm-hmm. It's my time, you know. No one else has to be there. Yeah. Um, So, and I just want to say, you know, another happy birthday to you. Like you said in the beginning, we're fellow torsos, so we celebrate it back to back. Right. And um sort of like what you do where you kind of look at the previous year, I usually write a farewell letter to the oh, previous okay. year and okay. welcome into the new year. So that was what I usually do on my birthday or the day after my birthday or something like that. So... Because That's the way of me looking at and saying, Job well done.
0: Wow, I like that. A you farewell know, letter. Yeah, you know, what else do you, you include in the letter? Um, uh, just perspective
1: taking and a, a, a gratitude that moment of gratitude saying, You know, I didn't have to be come this far, but I've come this far, you know. Um, and just looking at all the little bits and pieces, you know, like you said, your worries are not the same, and it's because doesn't mean things disappear. Like I Mm -hmm. tell clients, you know, you come into this space doesn't mean (laughs) your drama is going to disappear. It just means the way you manage and handle and process it will look differently.
0: Yvonne, you keep like dropping these gems and like you keep (laughs) going on. Like first you said you didn't have to come this far, but you came this far. Yes. You know, and then your drama doesn't disappear, but you just the way you manage it is different. Right.
1: So you know, there's no, you know, there's no sparkle dust. There's no fantasy there. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I try to include with family, friends, clients, and everything. Let's remove the fantasy. Yeah. And really be receptive. Once we can receive stuff with honesty and curiosity. Yeah. That's when you can start processing it. When we want to block it, put up Mm -hmm. doors and everything, thinking, "Oh, it's not supposed to happen to me." Yes, it does. Yeah, Yeah. yes, it does because it's a method and training. It is, you know. So, and I think that's that's the topic we'll talk about today around mental health Mm -hmm. health awareness. You know, it's not about diagnosis, right? It's not about putting a label on anybody. It's just like a physical checkup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't always walk in your physical thinking you're going to walk out with a diagnosis or something. Mm-hmm. It's okay yeah. to go in every few times a year and say,
0: I need a checkup. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And it's okay even, you know, since we're talking about like not just going to the doctors, right? It's like every day when you wake up doing that mental check-in, like, okay, am I giving myself what I need you know, it's like I have, I have, I have a headache. Am I just gonna get ready for work and like pay attention to that headache, or am I gonna sit and figure out? Okay, like, is it attention headache? Is it like a my dehydration? Dehydration. Like, did you drink your water? <laughs> well, yeah. I like the way you said, "Am I giving
1: myself enough attention?" Because we immediately wake up and we're already external.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we're like, okay, the office is gonna give me, you know, it's gonna get on my nerves. I didn't do this. Yeah. I didn't do that, but we never wake up and just presently wake up.
0: Mm-hmm. We're yeah. already
1: forward thinking into that. We're already out the door before we even brushed our teeth.
0: Yes.
1: You know, oh and so it's key to, for people to hear that and say, Am I? You know, take that mm-hmm. moment and say, Am I? So yeah. take those two minutes when you first wake up while you're brushing your teeth. Instead of thinking about, Did I turn in this document or did I did it? Brushing your teeth and really looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, okay, how are my eyes looking? How yeah. am I looking? You know, yeah, because we don't, we see ourselves in the mirror, but we don't.
0: Yeah. Know? It's like, we're just there. I mean, that that's actually really true. Cause I, I, I've thought about that at times, you know, um, especially when I'm very stressed out and I haven't taken the time to take care of myself. It's like, I'm getting ready. Like I, like I might put something on my face just so that I look a little bit more alive, but I'm not really looking at myself. I'm not really acknowledging, oh, like she's tired. She needs to like take take a second and just kind of take some time for herself. Mm-hmm. She needs, she needs a mental break. Right. So, just, yeah. Um, I think some of the cool things that I've seen come out on social media is the
1: self-care bingo oh, and yeah. things like that, you know. And it's coming from not just therapists or the mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. People are starting to wake up and recognize, you know, it's not selfish to think of self-care mm-hmm. and self-care doesn't even have to be a single minded thing. Yeah. So self-care can include someone else sometimes, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, that's where I think, or it doesn't have to be something expensive. Right. Um. But yeah, putting that around that whole space that, you know, we're willing to take our cars to get fixed. We're willing Mm -hmm. to go to the doctor when we get that cold. You know, we are willing to go get our wig fixed when it's looking right. Okay. You know, So it's just like, but (laughs) as soon as we say, I'm having some anxiety or I'm not sure why I'm still in this season of my life that I can't seem to get out of, we're still fighting. I don't need to see someone about this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes seeing your family and friends is not Know. Enough, yeah, they're too connected sometimes, yeah, so they're ready to give you advice. And if just to give um, a lot of you out there who have not seen a mental health therapist, there are some that will give you tools, direct tools, but for the most part, we are guiding you to your tools that mm-hmm. you already have internally,
0: yeah,
1: you know, mm-hmm. and just know that it's your process, mm-hmm. we don't want you to consider us being. The only people that can help you, you can help yourself, but mm-hmm. we are there to help you figure that out. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, like I said, we're getting our nails done. You know, we're willing to take care of all this outer piece, mm-hmm. make it look real pretty, mm-hmm. but we're not willing to take care of that inner piece unless it truly is, oh, I need to go to the doctor,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes I've heard doctors say, well, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hear
0: that.
1: Yeah, hear it. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot of collaboration going on between mental health and the doctors' world. You know, the medical health world. We we're trying to make sure that that's a whole process mm-hmm. and not just a streamlined. This is now where to yeah. go. Um, to know that we are just as human. You know, so yeah. we don't hide to say we don't have our moments mm-hmm. and yeah. we can't be our own therapist. So do we seek out support? We do. Yeah, Just like doctors have to seek out yeah. someone else to help them.
0: Speaking, speaking of support. So I just want to shine a light on Yvonne real quick because her and another one of our colleagues, Sarah, which um, I'm interviewing her in a couple weeks as well. But they really took the initiative and we're like, hey, like we need to create like a therapist support group where we literally meet for like an hour or I think we end up meeting like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. but like come in and just really try to have, create the space where everyone feels safe and supported to mm-hmm. talk about not just, you know, what caseload that we're, we're clinically doing. Yeah, how we're doing clinically, but how we're doing, mm-hmm. like, As how visual. are you really mm-hmm. not just, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. It's like, okay, but are you really good, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I really applaud them for doing that because I think a lot of times we as therapists want to take care of ourselves and we have all these ideas about how to go about it. But when it comes to our own self-care, we kind of miss the boat. We're kind Mm -hmm. of like, okay, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And so for you guys to just be, okay, we're going to schedule it. All right, who's yeah. coming? Are you guys coming? Let's do this. Well, and the turnout awesome. was
1: wonderful because we didn't know because there's no pressure for you to come, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and to have that and people come in very open, yeah, that's hard. And we understand it's hard for us to open up, so we understand it's hard mm-hmm. for someone to walk into our office mm-hmm. and just spill the beans on everything that's going on, in their yeah, life. or sometimes even not recognize what they need to spill the beans yeah. on. Um. That is a testament. Like I said, we wake up when we go into autopilot. Mm, We go into autopilot, and that's something I try to take away from myself sometimes. And Mm -hmm. so, if I wake up in the middle of the night, do I beat myself up and like, "Oh, I got to get back to sleep"? I try to receive it. You know, um, what am I waking up for? What is on my mind? Mm -hmm. What energy is flowing through me? You know, is it a nervous energy? Is it an excited energy? Can you suppose we get in the middle of the night? Because we're excited about something that's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, like I recognize sometimes I try to do my own therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm not successful at that doing it. You know, having that conversation with myself sometimes mm-hmm. I can acknowledge that I need support.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But as far as doing the therapy by myself, that's not going to
0: help. Yeah, it's not going to help.
1: you know. Mm-hmm. And food's not going to help. At most, like I said, I do make myself, if I know I've been hibernating, like just doing work, it's time for some vitamin D, mm. take myself out of that house. If it's just to go sit at the park or go run an errand to the store, if you got something you need to pick up or something, you know, yeah. um, but get that energy. Or if I realize I haven't talked to somebody in a while and it wasn't by choice, make that phone call, connect, you know. Um, yeah. Sometimes I have these preconceived ideas, and I'm already in a slump, and I know I gotta be around people. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna say low and mm-hmm. not say anything. That doesn't usually work for me. Mm-hmm. Usually my system is like, no, you need to spread the energy and yeah. get out. Like, you know, let them know, either let them know that you're not, or let the energy that they're bringing in really feed you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I allow it to feed me. They say, I'm not perfect, so I do have my days.
0: Yeah, you're you know? human.
1: You know, um, getting into this profession is a second career for me. But I think it's always been a part of me, even while I was doing other things. I've always been aware of there's something more. Yeah. You know, And something more can look very different to everyone. So maybe we should talk about that a little bit as people try to select a therapist or whatever. What does that mean? You
0: know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I I have so many thoughts when it comes to selecting a therapist because I really thought that I had it all figured out. And then just the other day I was on Twitter and I saw this other therapist that I follow. So she's a Black therapist and she was talking about this idea where, um, you know, there are... I don't want to say a lot of Black people, but some Black people who go in with this intention of, oh, I'm going to find a therapist of color or I'm looking for specifically a Black therapist. And because that's like their main... Um, qualification for a therapist they're not really looking at oh like can this therapist actually meet my needs like Mm -hmm. can they support and validate me when I'm sharing can they do they actually have the training and experience that's applicable to what I'm going through Mm -hmm. um and she was just like fire that therapist if they're not doing what you hired them for yeah you know and I was like that's so true because just in the same way that you know we're human we make mistakes Like, we're not perfect, which means we're not going to be a perfect fit for everybody. That's something.
1: And, you know, people say, do you really say that in your first session? I go,
0: yeah. Like,
1: I mean, even if I've done a 15-minute consultation over the phone, you you still only see my voice, hear my Mm -hmm. voice or whatever. When we connect in person, usually I say this first session is for us to get to know each other and determine if the rapport is there and if it's Mm -hmm. worth moving forward. Yeah. You know, and like you said, you know, you have people that's one of the top of the line things they like to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I want someone to look like me, which makes valid sense. Yeah. Takes, the yeah. The validity yeah. of that. Yeah. But even with that said.
0: It's you, not just it's that.
1: that. Right. It's not the end all be all. So yeah. even if you've selected that way, you go in and you get bad vibes. Listen to those vibes. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and one of the things that I've started doing when I have clients who are of color, um, or who even look like me, I just play dumb. I really do. I'm like, just because you know, we are we look the same doesn't mean that we have had the same experiences. Doesn't mean we share the same values. You have no idea, like if you tell me about like this crazy thing that you've done, if you know I'm gonna judge you or mm-hmm. not, like. I, I'm uh, obviously like, it's not my intention to judge you because I want to have an open space, but sometimes I can't control my face. Cause I'm human. Right. Like if you say something off the wall that I wasn't expecting, right. my face is just going to be like, right. And well, I, I think like, that sometimes right. they need, I think people need that because yeah. even in general
1: conversation outside of a therapy office, mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody and they're giving you the flat face. And you're just like, mm-hmm. so then you're either, you're feeling like you're not being heard. hmm. Or whatever you're saying is not connecting yeah. or whatever. So we need to allow some of that transparency to occur
0: yeah.
1: within that space. Yeah. Um, like you said, I don't know your story, and that's the first thing I'll say. We may look alike or you may read my background and think, Okay, she gets
0: She gets it, right? But I, I still mean, don't know your story. Yeah. And yeah. I want you to tell me your story, don't assume. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. So as you were saying that, I just finished watching Brene Brown's Mm -hmm. Call to Courage on Netflix. Wow, so many things! I was like taking notes. I was like, I wasn't like this was supposed to be part of my self care, where like I watch something that's you know interesting that I can like learn from, but not really be taking notes. But I was taking notes, right? And she said something that I thought. And, and maybe it was because then I ended up like reading something like right after. So I don't know if I got it specifically from her or just what I was reading for that day. But the idea that, you know, even as therapists, there are or maybe it was from her, but there are certain things that we don't realize clients kind of pick up on in terms of what they feel comfortable sharing with us. So like if a if a client that you have has never opened up to you about like, their dating life or their sexual history or anything like that that's a sign that you know even if you're not comfortable talking about that like that's just one of your things like that's an opportunity for you to look back and be like okay what am I putting off Mm -hmm. that the client doesn't feel comfortable bringing up like oh they had a one-night stand or oh like they're really Mm -hmm. struggling in this part of their area because things that we do kind of clues client or clues clients into like okay it's safe for me to bring this up she'll be supportive no matter what, even if it is some crazy thing that right. I did. Um, even, like, when it comes to grief, like, if someone is grieving, and I never thought about that, like, if they say, you know, they just lost their their parent and you yourself never bring up your parents, they're like, oh, well, I can't even talk about that I lost my mom mm-hmm. because... Right. You, like, you don't even feel comfortable telling me about, like, your own family. Right, like,
1: to acknowledge it. And it's not saying that we're going to disclose our whole... Um, ancestry or anything like yeah. that. But just like I said, all in this informed consent, especially when we talk about how they connect with us on social media, let them mm-hmm. know, you know, won't be directly responding with you or whatever. Right. But but just acknowledge, you know, hey, we're all in the same communities. You may see me out to dinner. You mm-hmm. may see me take a drink. Mm-hmm. You may see me, you know, at some you know, no this is where I try to, like I said, Provide the transparency into let you know I am still human. Yes, I am still human. So you know, connecting as like when you see and when we come in the office, I try not to put on too many facades. You know, if I'm laughing with one of you all, I'm Mm -hmm. laughing with one of you all as I'm walking out the office to greet my client. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge to my clients. So I have a clients. You know, if I see them cuddle up on the couch, even though they're there for couples therapy, but they're couple cuddle, cuddle mm-hmm. up on the couch, I acknowledge that. Yeah. And say, you know, oh, that's, that's cute. Me, you know, or that was a nice space to be in, or whatever. Even mm-hmm. when they come out, they yeah. go, But let me tell you, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, acknowledging that you see them,
0: mm-hmm. you're not
1: just seeing them as a client yeah. or whatever or something. You're that,
0: they that they're human. Yeah.
1: That we, I see it. You know, see, and yeah. these are things we're gonna bring up. Yeah. So I noticed these things, you yeah. know,
0: like, yeah, like one of the things that I've started to do more of, um, cause I remember like learning about, you know, trying to match your client's language and I was like, okay, you know, that, that also determines like your level of comfort too, but it's almost like matching what your client brings to you in a way that even if you're not saying, you know, like if they're cursing and that's not a comfort level for you being very open and supportive so that they feel comfortable right. enough to just be like, okay, well, this shit happened to me. <laughs> right. It's right. Fine. This is your space. Yeah. For this yeah. time period, this is your space. Like it's, if there is a
1: time that any of us feel unsafe or uncomfortable, Yeah, I want everybody to know. Yeah. You can say it. You know, yeah. so, and that includes the therapist. So, yeah. if there comes a point that I feel like, oh, we've kind of slipped off the slope. Yeah. I will acknowledge that, not in a reprimanding way, mm-hmm. not in a judgment way, not yeah. in a way. but just to say, you know, oh wow, the way you said that really got to me. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so you know, um, it's just a lot of things. Like I said, just taking this stigma away from the whole mental health journey.
0: Yeah, like it's not gonna be you know, like, uh, like, okay, I will say we most of us do have couches in your office. And you know, if you really feel like you want to lay out on it, you can, (laughs) but it's not going to be this, oh, I'm going to lay on the couch, and you're gonna therapize me and just tell me everything that I need to do. It's more of a collaborative experience. Mm -hmm. Even if you know, you're like, even if your therapist is more um, traditional in the sense that like, the way that they do therapy is very like structured, like they're still human. So there's going to be, you know, some room for them to be like, okay, like I'm here to support you. Like you're still, you still got to communicate with me and, and, you know, I'm keeping in mind that you're human and I'm human as well. So, yeah, it's,
1: it's an interesting, just know we're always on our journey. Yes. Just as much as you're on your journey, we are always on our journey. Mm -hmm. And our journey includes not only just taking care of ourselves, but taking care of you all. And taking care of you all is us learning more and getting Mm -hmm. to understanding what's out there. So it's not always a class or whatever. Sometimes we're out and about to get a better understanding of what that experience looks like for the different um, cultures and things like that. Mm -hmm. And if we are not familiar with your culture, know that we are going to ask Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want you to be because you are the expert of who you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And so with that said, you have your own internal strengths. You just might have put them aside for a moment, but you have them. So with that said, when you're giving us, you know, if we seem naive about something. That goes back to our human space, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, it's just a joy to think about. There's a month. Even though we want you to think all year that mental health is, should be a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all these months for different things. I, I learned there's a month for everything or a day for everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, white binder day, huh? There's a white binder? No, there's oh. not. But, you know, watch, I'm going to say that and then we're going to look online, and it's going to be something. So, you know, but, you know, there's a day for everything, as you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, or a month for something. Yeah. But, you know, this is when we say awareness, it's just to heighten the awareness. It's not to say that it doesn't matter for the rest of the year. Right, yeah. And so we want people to make sure they understand it. And also, yes, we're both private practitioners. We are both in private practice doing therapy. But there are other ways to get on your mental health journey without going into someone's office. There are groups.
0: Mm -hmm. There are... um, We both do... Support group, so yes, reach out to us. I'll <laughs> include the contact information in the episode notes. Um, 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 there are groups,
1: there are, um, gosh, I'm trying to
0: see, just kind of threw
1: myself off with this. But there are other ways to tackle your mental health if yeah. you feel like you're not ready to go one on one, yeah, with a therapist.
0: And that goes back to you know, I and I've talked about this quite a bit before, um. You know, there's different ways to practice self care. And if what you're doing doesn't nourish you or replenish your energy in some way, then it's probably not Mm -hmm. the best form of self care. You know, like I think that taking a break and like catching up on like one or two shows on Netflix, like that's helpful. But when you get to the point, which I'm guilty of doing this as well, where you're like watching Netflix for like eight hours and completely numbing yourself Mm -hmm. to everything. It's like, okay, then what do you do next? Because all the things that were stressing you out are still there Mm -hmm. and you may have even less time to do it. Mm -hmm. So you want to be making sure that, you know, you're doing self-care activities that help you personally, professionally, emotionally, um, psychologically, relationally, relationally, spiritually, all of it. I mean, every aspect that you can think of. Right. And so... You just stay on that self care thing.
1: So we're not saying if you've intent if the intention is to say today I'm going to catch up on my season of whatever show, then that's intentional. Mm-hmm. You you know, but it's when you go off on the railroad tracks and
0: you're like I'm I'm just going to avoid doing right. all work.
1: When it work. goes into an avoidance or hibernation, yeah. yeah, that you're not wanting to acknowledge what really is going on. Mm-hmm. That's when you're not doing the self care because you're yeah. just masking at that. Yes. And so that's, I think that's where Rachel's coming from on that, mm-hmm. like, let's not mask it, you know, but I've had my days, like, I've set aside some time to say, I need to catch up on the last five episodes or something, you know, mm-hmm. because I have been going or whatever and like, mm-hmm. that's my thing. So I may say, I'm going to get myself a nice little meal and I'm going to sit and, you know, I'm going to paint my nails or whatever mm-hmm. while I do this. That's my self-care. That's yeah. very intentional. So self-care has to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just haphazard, you know. Um, So one of my things in the car, like literally, I try to block out everything and just really be present with my drive because I know I can drive. No, no. How I really got there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But really be present. And then I start
1: noticing, wait, has that house always been there? Wow. Those flowers are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. oh that's someplace I think I'm gonna stop the next time that's a cute little shop you know so really being so that's part so like I said self-care is not necessarily just going to the spot you know that or don't assume your self-care has to look like someone else's self-care Yes,
0: yeah.
1: it's also very true you know Rachel and I may share a lot of things in common but there are some things I'm sure we don't do it like you know and that's okay mm-hmm. and a lot of therapists you will meet Different types of therapists and they yeah.
0: do it differently. Like I'm just gonna say, like I don't like being outdoors. I will, I will, I will try to make the effort because you know I understand sometimes I I feel at peace in nature, so I will try. But I mean, if there are flying insects out, count me out. Like I'm, not, like I'm gone. And I'm that's not gonna fair be
1: there. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. one of the things I think I'm, I don't, I'm not that one. I I don't have to be in a nail salon or a hair salon. Mm-hmm. I honestly like washing my own hair. And that's part of my process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying I do it every day. But I like doing it when I do do it. Yeah. You know, um, some people are not massage people. They don't want anybody touching them. You know, that's just... So that's not going to be comfortable. That's not self-care. If you don't like it just because you've heard someone say, go get a massage. But you don't like anybody touching you. That's not going to be self-care. No,
0: nope, because yeah. you're going to be so tense. And it's like, right. you're going to walk life. out.
1: You know, Um yeah. If, if your faith, whatever that is, mm-hmm. your spiritual practice, if that is part of you and you've realized you've let it go, mm-hmm. revisit it. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not look like how your parents raised you in that process. Yeah. It could look something totally different, but revisit it. Try things. It's okay to throw some things out and keep some things. Just yeah. go on the adventure of trying new things.
0: Yeah. 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 So with Mental Health Awareness Month, um, Coming, well not coming, it is here. It it's is the whole here. month of May. What are some topics that kind of keep popping up for you?
1: Oh, this is a good one. Um well dealing with relationships, a key topic is are you listening to respond? Are you listening to understand? And when you say when I say that, I'm saying that out of, you know, a lot of us are like waiting for our chance to say something back to retaliate, to rebut or whatever it may be. But and when I say relational, I'm talking, um I'm talking about intimate relationships, I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking about family, everything. So when we are listening to someone in a conversation, are we just waiting for that next opportunity? to just respond, or we are really listening to understand what that person is presenting to us.
0: Oh gosh, I I feel like I have the advantage as a therapist because I've gotten to this point where like literally just the other day, actually, I was having conversation with my brother. I'm um, trying to explain mindfulness and he like quickly responded and I was like, I f- and I just stopped and I was like, you know, I feel like whenever you answer Before I'm done speaking, it makes me feel like you're not listening to what I'm saying. He was like, but I am listening. I was like, okay, but do you see how when I'm about to make my next thought and I'm pausing to gather my thoughts and then you quickly jump in to add something? Mm -hmm. It seems like you're not. And he was like, oh. You
1: you (laughs) added that key phrase in there. With relational wellness comes mindfulness. To really be present with someone. Mm -hmm. So like today with Rachel and I. We have been really present because we don't know where our conversation may go sometimes. Yeah, we both like to go on tangents, so we really are really present. Like, um, and it works for me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When I learned the whole thing of mindfulness and being present, I was like, okay,
0: yeah,
1: you know. um, And I think that's in your own space. So I know I spoke about listening, you know, with someone else or a group or whatever. But even listening to yourself, are you listening? To just respond to whatever, or are you listening to yourself to say, "I understand me." Mm. Are we like you? Like you said, we immediately want to put a mask on something. Like, oh, I have a stomachache. Well, let me go do this and keep it moving.
0: You know, but yeah, what are we really listening to the message? Yeah, because it's like you were saying before. Um, you are vi- you use a lot of body awareness. You know, like you kind of scan your body, see where exactly within you, you're feeling that discomfort. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, like I'm feeling this discomfort, What 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 might be the cause of that? Right. And it's not like a judgmental, like I want this feeling to stop. It's let me just kind of figure out where it came from and how I can kind of be with that in this right. moment. And we may not even figure out where it came from, but just acknowledgement sometimes mm-hmm. is so key. Saying to someone... And and I've talked about this too when I'm teaching self compassion to clients. Just saying, like I see you, I hear you. Not only to like not only to another person, but to yourself. Like I see your pain, I hear your pain. That acknowledgement, like that's like no that's other. That's a chills for me just now, and I've heard it
1: so many times, but it just sends the chills. It's just like when you can just breathe. Mm-hmm in No expectation. Mm-hmm. No expectation. You may have things planned or whatever, but when you can walk into a space without expectation and just receiving mm-hmm. what comes, yeah, and that space is because I lived my life prior to that. I'm by nature a project manager,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you can imagine how much planning went into my world, mm-hmm. and when I felt like it wasn't planned. Oh, I'm screwed. Yeah, you know, and so to sit in this world now and really love being in this present moment—it's not saying that we don't forward think. We do. You have to. It's good points, but when we abuse that process of mindfulness and being present with the forward thinking, it just brings it full circle and makes it a little bit easier to receive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but right. For it to feel like somebody really here and see you, and to feel like your own personal self here and see oh my gosh, simple things, but so challenging, you yeah. So challenging, you know. And that's the parts that I love working with clients on, like you said, that self compassion, mm-hmm. that personal journey, you mm-hmm. know, and how it relates to the experience. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a believer, like I said, and if we start with not judging ourselves first, it makes the journey just slightly easier. Mm-hmm. But we were raised on being judged
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and
1: meeting a standard.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of intention to redo that, to to change that way of thinking. Because essentially when you are Practicing mindfulness, you're rewiring. You are rewiring your brain. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I, and I and I say this a lot to clients and friends. You know, we are. It's instinctual when you're out in the woods to be scanning for danger, scanning for threats, looking for the bears in the woods. And after the danger has passed, you're not going to turn around and be like, "Oh, look at these flowers! They're, They're so, so beautiful." beautiful. Right. You're, no, you're going to be looking still for any other mm-hmm. potential danger. And when that danger is, you know, the thoughts or feelings within your own body, your brain's like danger, like stranger danger, like what's happening? I don't know what to do. And, you know, mindfulness is that opportunity to be like, okay, I'm not a danger to myself. It's just these thoughts are coming. Like, let's, let's kind of let them come Mm -hmm. because we don't have control over our thoughts. Like, you know, I said this the other day to a client. I was like, you know, we don't have control over our thoughts if we didn't have thoughts, we we'll would be brain dead. So all we can do oh, is just allow the thoughts mm-hmm. to come and allow them to go on their own, you know, either using positive distractions or, you know, taking a moment to just kind of sit with that and be like, Oh, you know, like I'm having a human moment right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm alive, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling this and I'm not trying to change it. Right. Cause when I try to change it, that feeling wants to stay with me longer. Because it's it's telling you something. So mm-hmm. but are we, yeah, like you said, are we
1: sitting long enough to really hear it, what it's trying to tell us? And sometimes it's just thoughts. Yeah. Sometimes it's just thoughts. Like I said, I think some key things we've talked about today is being human, mm-hmm. being intentional, yeah, being present, mm-hmm. you know, um receiving, truly receiving what we're given. Mm-hmm. Not trying to mask it or throw it out. Yeah. So, yeah, there are some key things. And I think all those words are truly about mental health. Yeah. Being intentional, being present, you know, seeing and hearing it, and um, acknowledging and receiving. So, and if we can start with those bits and pieces each day before you even seek out a professional or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's a start. It's yeah. always a start, you know what I'm saying? It's never perfection. So if you're looking for perfection, well then you're going to have to make a new self or something yeah. because that's not going to happen. I usually try to throw that word out the door with any of my clients because we can't seem to define it
0: really well. Yeah. My my new thing to say now, I was like, so we're all humans. We're, none of us are perfect. If you were perfect, you'd be a robot. And if you're a robot, please let me know. <laughs> right. Check this box. <laughs> because I know. I have questions. Right. So um, it's
1: true. Like, yeah. you know, um, um, a couple of my other things is uh, finding comfort in the uncomfortable.
0: Girl. Yes.
1: Finding I just, comfort in yes. the uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. once you find that, then it's,
0: hmm Yeah. There's a
1: grounding that comes in You know, um yeah. Oh gosh. And yeah, um, yeah, it's okay to be imperfect. Yeah. I rather use the word imperfect before I use the word perfect because mm-hmm. if you're giving me the honesty that I can be imperfect, oh it's so much easier for yeah. me to live. Yeah. So much easier for me yeah. to live. Um but yeah, that's fine then because I used to cringe over being uncomfortable. hmm But I found like No, the uncomfortable is telling me we're making shifts. I'm human. I'm I'm normal. I'm
0: oh okay. Yeah, you know, I was like, sometimes it's scarier to be
1: comfortable. Like,
0: yeah, because then you can fall into complacency. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, and I and I and I've said this, like, I'm not I'm not ashamed (coughs) of this because it's a truth that I've accepted about myself. Like, I don't do well with change. Like, any major time in my life where something was about to change. I was anxious. I, mm-hmm. Sometimes I was depressed. Sometimes I was so stressed. Sometimes I was just like, I feel like I'm a chicken with my head cu- cut off. Like, I don't know what's happening. What's going to happen next? And the more that I practice being in tune with my thoughts and what I'm feeling and just like what's going on with my body, I'm like, oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I got a tightness in my chest. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what's that about? And then, I, and then I can slowly start thinking like, oh, this happened and this happened mm-hmm. and this happened. I don't like those changes but they're preparing me for something greater mm-hmm. and I can lean more into that discomfort. And if
1: we learn, a lot of people are not comfortable. They may say they're comfortable with change.
0: I don't I don't know anyone who's truly comfortable with change. I think there's just a difference between people who lean into the change, change and people who mm-hmm. don't. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: So that's what's funny. So when I'm talking to clients, um, because I also do, you know, my uh, side work as an EAP special. So I receive calls and people are like, you know, sometimes they've never called in before and never sought out help. And their first thing is like, I just don't want to seem crazy. Well, let's just take that word off the table. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are experiencing something, and you're acknowledging it, you're doing just fine. Mm-hmm. And not just fine as saying, you know, you don't need the help, but you're doing just fine as making that next move for yourself mm-hmm. and getting the help that you need or whatever. Yeah, Just because it didn't happen in the past. Well, I have five kids before now and the sixth kid is just sending me on the tailspin or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Still a new experience just because you had five other babies doesn't mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I've gone to school several times for different days, but for some reason I'm struggling with this class. Okay there's something about that. That's okay. It is
0: okay. We can use that word. It's okay. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I think that's a really important point that you made because a lot of times we're so focused on being perfect. Like we don't allow ourselves to be like, Oh, it's okay that, you know, X, Y, and Z didn't happen. It's okay that I had a human moment. Mm. It's okay that I, that I had to cry for a little bit just to get through this you know, it's okay. I mean, I, I remember um, growing up and reading, was it Cosmopolitan or what's that other like kind of teen magazine? They had like a whole, maybe it was Cosmo, but it had like a little blurb. It was like, hey, it's okay, dot, dot, dot. And then it would have like all of these things that make us human mm-hmm. that happen. Without our control, okay. that are okay to happen. Well, and it's so funny, or people are like, I just shouldn't be having these emotions. I was like, emotions
1: are good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Emotions are okay. Mm-hmm. They're letting us know that, you know, we're experiencing something. Mm-hmm. Now, what we do with them afterward, you know, we sit in the tears all day. Okay, we might need to look at something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, even with it sitting in tears, all that it depends on the situation. Yeah, you know. Um, but to try to fight off that we're supposed to be in this happy, happy. That's not that moment. Like yeah. I said, and that's why I probably always say, you know, some people may not agree. They may say happy and joy are the same thing. For me, I've classified them as different. You mm-hmm. know, that doesn't have to be for everyone. because I, I, I've classified, I have happy moments. Yeah. There are events that make me happy, moments that make me happy. But my overline when I wake up in the morning, I want to wake up with that spirit of joy, like I mentioned earlier. So, uh, so you can have sadness. That doesn't mean there's not a foundation of joy that you're writing yeah. on. So you know you can come out of that sadness. But yeah. please allow yourselves to have these moments, people. You know, stop fighting that you're upset over a relationship breakup. Mm-hmm. You know, he did me wrong. Okay, he did you wrong, but you love the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, stop fighting! That you got angry. It's
0: you like got, yeah, like how else would you have right, responded?
1: Right. Yeah. Stop fighting this. This is a lot of things I tell my kids. Being angry and frustrated is okay. Mm-hmm. When I talk to my young clients, because that's a thing. Now, how we respond? Is it okay to throw a desk? Probably not. Okay, but it happened in the moment. So let's let's evaluate that. You know, I just don't want to be angry. No, the kid said something to you and it made you, it -hmm. affected you,
0: you know. um, But see that right there, like someone did something in it and it affected you. Just simply acknowledging that a lot of times we're just like, oh, okay, that happened. Because then there's that other part of, oh, I'm just going to be numb to it. Or I'm going to distract or ignore that this is happening. And then later on, you you get to a point where it's like, you know, you're off or you're home from school. And now all of the feelings that you were trying to ignore come rushing and you're just numb. And we We have to be careful
1: as professionals, as parents, as adults. Or just in general, because how we receive, because... All of us do. We follow Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. We follow Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts. And there are people who are being motivational every day in their life. Don't allow someone else's words to change, you know. And we read that as we need to be numb or like you said, um, that we're just supposed to go on and not acknowledge what that brought to us. You know, Mm -hmm. so we need to be careful how we're reading certain quotes. You know, um, sometimes we need to, if we are posting these quotes, we need to Mm -hmm. expound them a little bit more to make sure people understand we're not saying negate feelings. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, you know, acknowledging that it doesn't have to be your end all be all. Yes, someone affected you that day, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to change your life path. Yeah. So speaking more along that, opposed to telling someone... Just ignore it. That's one thing I had to learn working in a school, Mm -hmm. you know, with kids and learning some way or another, not just to say, well, just ignore them. And it's hard because you want them to continue to move on with their day, but you can't just say, just ignore it. So how do we help them process and acknowledge and go through a process in their head that they don't always have to, you know, and it's it's a challenge, you know, they're in a growth period, they're developmentally, so, yeah.
0: I think um, for me, and this kind of goes back to things that I'm learning um, this year, or that I have learned over the years, but one of the things that I've, that I'm kind of proud of myself at getting better at is recognizing, one, moments where I need to step into my power and not, you know, shrink in, in a space that I'm meant to be in, right? Like, kind of combating Mm, that imposter syndrome and then also you know when someone has done something to upset me not just ignoring it Mm. you know like recognizing which battles that I need to fight but also saying hey like someone did something that really made me upset but instead of being that person because I used to be that person who would like go chase after them and like be like, hey, like, you made me feel this way. And then just kind of not really say everything that I'm feeling. I'm like, you know what? I feel like if I have a friendship or I'm in a relationship with someone and I'm that person, which I feel like, I, like, maybe I need to go to therapy for this and figure out, like, what it is. But We know, do go to therapy, y'all. <laughs> but, like, figure out, you know, what is it that I'm portraying? Because when I say I'm, like... I, I, and I can be reserved at times but when I say something I typically mean it like right there at face value like there's nothing else underneath it so when I say I want you to be honest with me because I'm going to be honest with you if you've done something that's upset me and I feel like you know we're in a place in our friendship where you should recognize that or we're in a place in our relationship you should recognize that and come to me instead of I'm the one with hurt feelings. Why do I need to go back to you if I've made it clear? Like, Hey, um, so like, you (laughs) going (laughs) to apologize? Or is there just, or is this just one of those times where it's like, Oh, this relationship needs to end because they don't value my feelings. Mm, Yeah. And processing that, Hey, it's okay. If, if someone has upset you, Or disappointed you and they don't you know do anything about it even after you've made it known this is how you feel that it's okay to not value that relationship the same way because that person affected you right it's okay to feel that way
1: or and it could be just a season like i've had friendships where we didn't see eye to eye Mm -hmm. down the line a year or so later we're like on the same page totally yeah and it's just a growth sometimes each person has to go through their own experience sometimes to come back and recognize what that previous experience Mm -hmm. was yeah or um but you're right you know or how we say things you know like you said we say you know i want you to be honest with me and what does that really mean Mm because somebody else's honesty may not be how you see honesty, yeah. you know, what does that really mean? And how do we have that conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, some people feel like, Oh, we should be it because we have this mindset, friendship, relationship, whatever, just because we've entered this.
0: And agreeance that we see it exactly the same. Um, I, I was about to say, I don't, I don't believe that. Right. And so <laughs>
1: some people, so when you're talking to couples <laughs> or something you're like, but did you yeah. all really have this discussion? Yeah. And I and I asked those questions. Right. You know, and then in a
0: marriage, one of the things I go, what's that core value for the marriage? Yeah. Or yeah. when's the last time you had that conversation? You know, like just from personal and professional experience, I've had situations where it's like, you know, someone says one thing and it's like, oh, okay, we're in agreement. And then time goes on and you never go back to that conversation. I found and myself think, doing that. The like, person thinks the same and it's like, but actually. We need to talk about this. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't think we're on the same page. You know, yeah. and it's okay to say that. Like, yeah, we, we, we dropped the ball somewhere. Yeah. Be very open, you know.
0: Vulner- vulnerable. 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 <laughs> okay so, so I know I had this whole episode where I kept saying vul- vulnerability wrong and I kept saying vulnerable and mm-hmm. it was like I swallowed the L somewhere so now I'm like okay I need to like retrain myself yeah. how to say it. but yeah vulnerability
1: um and just allowing <laughs> and knowing yeah. that the you know that's the other thing when people come in Yeah. individuals couples kids yeah. whatever it may be and one of my questions like how do you feel about transition? I like that. Because, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I'll love to hear. I just wanted it to be like it used to be. Well, we're not back in that time. Mm-hmm. And if anything, we just want to continue to grow. So what's that look like? So taking the parameters off, I want it to look exactly like it did before. Well, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah.
0: If, if it was meant to happen, you would have just stayed in that time.
1: So, you know, and I try to talk about it more of a transition rather than change, because mm-hmm. people, for some reason, they hear that word and it's like,
0: I'm people. Oh.
1: <laughs> so if you say transition, because transition can mean a multiple of things. Yeah, yeah.
0: People are more receptive to transition. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so it's, that's a key thing. Language is a key thing I talk about with people in general, yeah. you know what language are we using so um what's one of the phrases i forgot but and i was just like okay every time you say that word i see like this
0: your eyes get really big and so mm-hmm. i was
1: person like let's talk around this word let's figure out something else that's a little bit more comfortable but still meaningful mm-hmm. you know um it's interesting because that's just our world like if we think about a lot of this is around language yeah a lot of it is perspective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just because your parents had one perspective. Doesn't mean you have the same one. Right. No, not saying you didn't learn something from that. Right. But now what do we want to go with it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I freaked my parents out a lot when I was younger. Okay, that's okay. But now when I say young, I in the young 20s and 30s? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's how I led a lifestyle of employment and things like that. Yeah. Never... You know, was out on the streets or anything like that. But I would go in and go, "This is not working for me anymore." Here's my two weeks' notice.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, like, oh, here she goes again. But know? but you know what though, um, I think that that goes back to you know this whole stigma of mental health and just you know sticking it out. Yeah, sticking it out <laughs> even if you're not happy. Because, I mean, I was at a job where I, like, like literally, my anxiety was physically manifesting in my body. Like, I was sick all of the time. I would feel a sense of dread when I was going to go there. And I got to a point where I was supposed to go into work, I think, like, maybe the following week. Yeah, I think it was, like, on the weekend. I sat there, and I, like, told my mom, and I was, like, crying about it. And I was sitting there typing the resignation, like, I have to Like, typing it out. And it was, like, the best thing that I, ever, yes. that I ever did because, I mean, you know, there's no reason if you're in a job that you hate to stick it out because we spend half of our lives at work. We spend half at our lives at work. work.
1: Most of our social connections are at work. Most yeah. of our what we do or how we groom mm-hmm. ourselves or set ourselves up to be presented to the world is done through work. know. Yeah. And so, with that said, and I know it's hard, and so this is sometimes hard, and I I work on this all the time, how I talk to people about, you know, if they're coming in and saying, I hate the job, or I hate the relationship, or I hate this, or I hate that, and helping them understand how much control they really have over Mm -hmm. who they, what they do.
0: Yeah. Because their fear,
1: their fear of not being in a relationship, their fear of not having a job, or.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know and we've been set up as a society like that you know it's a fear
0: tactic right now they can fire us but we can't really walk away can we and that brings us back full circle to what we said about you know a therapist you can fire your therapist if they're not working out for you and tell people
1: feel free to let me know if i'm not good for you i like to hear that
0: yeah and yeah and that's something that you know i i say like day one I say, you know, I'm not easily offended. If there is an issue, I hope that we can talk through it together. But if we just right. can't solve it, then that's okay. And this is double sided yeah. um,
1: because I can also say
0: I'm not the right about fit it. for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's yeah. okay. And sometimes it may be about you know just you needing a little bit more of a specialist in a certain area that I don't have. Yeah, just know every therapist they may think they know it all. Some therapists but but
0: be fearful. fearful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we don't, right? We don't know so, it all. That's why we've got a certain yeah. scope of competence, right? right. If we go we're constantly that.
1: going through trainings and mm-hmm. stuff to learn
0: more or, or to hone our skills on where we
1: do want to focus yeah. or whatever. Um, and even if they are an expert in that area, the way they do their work may not still resonate with you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it like you said, full circle. So knowing that. You are, you are responsible for your mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there are times when people go beyond and we have to step in as a community to support. But, and just know when you walk into a therapist's office, most therapists are not looking to diagnose you. Most therapists are not trying to send you off to go get medication. Most therapists... For the most part, will want to work with you on what you already have, mm-hmm. you know, and then grow from there, just grow from there, and, you know, the relationship you build with your therapist should be a comforting one, but at the same time, someone you know who's going to be real and challenging with you, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know if that's if you know so some days you may walk out of the office a little heavier than normal because you've brought up a little bit more that you haven't but that's
0: gone on that journey for yeah that's that vulnerability though Mm -hmm. you know you feel it in your body and um you know you can either choose to quote Brene Brown again you know you can choose to dress rehearse the tragedy or you can choose to practice gratitude Mm -hmm. you can live in that spirit of joy yeah so just,
1: yeah, I want people to really, like I said, I know it has heightened over the last few years and people really focus, but there's still some stigma behind it. Mm. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just finding that energy. And we know, you know, there are varying ways. So check your insurance. See if You know, you can see a therapist do that. Also, like I said, I work for an employee assistance program. Check those benefits mm-hmm. because that at least gets you an idea how therapy works without you making long-term commitments sometimes yeah. you know that's that introduction they get you in the right place or whatever so there are many different ways to address it or if you feel like you're not ready to do it one-on-one try a group you know um join just and just with mindfulness practices being out there, meditation practices, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, explore different ways. Yeah. There's different ways to explore it, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just encourage people to be open to the transition. Be open to being vulnerable. Be open to be uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. And don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Don't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you have family and friends that are looking at you like, why do you go to the therapist? Are you crazy? You know, ask your therapist for some type of talking points to express to those people who care about you to let them know, no, this is about me just making sure I'm good and I can't always come to you all. Mm -hmm. And it's not putting a knock on you all, but I just need a Just a little bit of additional support right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, to find out how many people have been grieving for years because they know what to address it. Mm-hmm. You know, grief for many different things, you know. People stayed in an occupation for 20 years and stopped liking it at 10 years. The fear of nobody else wants me.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah that hurts yeah yeah so ultimately you know taking the time to give yourself what you need whether that's going to see a therapist going making that doctor's appointment and going you know sitting down with a friend or family member whether it's you know whatever is part of your self-care routine that helps you find time to do it because mental health is not just about the labels or the different diagnoses mm-hmm. that require sometimes being on medication it's also about making sure that your emotional and mental well-being are in a good place mm-hmm. whether or not you've ever experienced a mental health illness you know it's not just about the illness part it's mm-hmm. also about just the health right. part. mental health mm-hmm. let's take away illness take yeah away all that mental mm-hmm. health yeah yeah, that's a lot why a lot of times when I'm saying you know, when I'm talking with clients, I'm like, you know, your mental health state mm-hmm. instead of illness or problem or issue. Right. Yeah, I like to say challenges or, you know, what
1: do you what do you see going on? Now? You know, what I'm saying like, yeah, I don't, if you said just trying to remove, like I said, that language again. Yeah, language is so important. That language again. Just saying, you know. Where do you want to go on this journey? Where do you feel like you are now? And mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? Or are you open to just explore what's out there? You know, yeah. and just being receptive to it. Yeah. Um, this is really
0: good. Thank you for letting me do this with you. Yeah. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. Yes. I, have, I really enjoyed talking with you. And you were just dropping all of these gems. <laughs> So before I let you go, just really quickly, let everyone know where they can find you, connect with you. Mm-hmm. So as Rachel stated earlier, I do work with Cura Couples and Family Therapy Center that's in Dunwoody, Georgia. Um,
1: just for near, it's near two eighty five in Chamblee, Dunwoody. For those of you who are familiar with the area, um, online social media, you can find me at um, on Instagram at YLRTherapist. r therapist. Um, my uh, website is Yvonne Roland, and that's Y-V-O-N-R-O-L-A-N-D.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, I think, at YLR Therapist. I don't do the Facebook as much, but I'm getting better at it, guys. Uh, <laughs> and um, you can email me at Yvonne at for couplescom And that's, like I said, Y-V-O-N. Um mm-hmm. And as I introduce new things, I will keep that posted either on my website or on my Instagram.
0: So go ahead and follow me. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'll be sure to put all that information for you guys in the episode notes. Um, But that's our episode. So until the next one, be kind and be well. Let's continue the conversation. Connect with me at Rachel Just Therapy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send emails to racheldusttherapy at gmail.com. New episodes of the Rachel Just Therapy podcast are available every Wednesday, and you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts.